If you have your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 3. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. And I want to look at verse 11. Amen. We're going to go to verse 11 and 12. We've been preaching through this and um, we want to look at verses 11 and 12. Amen. Look what it says. It says, my son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. Verse 12. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as, there's the contrast, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. I want to talk about this morning, how deeper, how to strengthen your relationship with God in this new series entitled Deeper. And we've been talking about how to strengthen uh, our relationship with God. Imagine that we, number one, can have a relationship with the one we don't see. Now, if you understand theologically, you understand that at salvation, at salvation, uh, we all received the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Along with the Holy Spirit, we were transformed. In other words, our sins were forgiven. Uh, We were set right with God positionally. So now we have access to God. It's amazing as a believer You have to know that I'm not the only one that can pray. Come on, help me somebody. That you can pray too. That you have, amen, access to the throne room of heaven. Um, Before the Reformation, the Roman Catholics had a lock on the relationship with God. They had people thinking that only the priests could intercede for you. Imagine that. But now, we know after the Reformation and the, and the Word got out, correct interpretation of the Word of God, we found out that we can pray just like the priest can pray. The Pope ain't no different than you. I wish I had somebody. Now, there's a respect level you have between your pastor and the pew, okay? But, but in actuality, amen, you and I, we can all get through to God. And in that relationship with God, it is contrast to the relationship that we have here on earth with our parents, amen, and such. But so far in this series, we've been in chapter 3 of Proverbs and we started off, amen, in verse 5. I told you that if you're going to strengthen your relationship with God, you must completely trust him. 
You and I cannot have any doubts in our minds. You can't have a relationship with somebody you don't trust. I mean, believe that. A lot of marriages are jacked up because there's no trust. The trust has been broken. Amen. Second thing that you must do is you must rely on him. God does not want you to rely on your own understanding. He wants you to rely on him. What amazing, what an amazing God, right? That he says, I want you to rely on me. You say, I don't rely on nobody because I can do my life by myself. You know, well, bad way, bad, bad thinking. God says, I want you to rely on me for everything, for everything, your needs, Amen. Whatever you need, I got it. I want a relationship with you that's so deep, amen, that before you call anybody, you call me first. Come on, help me somebody. Then last week I told you that, week before that, I told you that he wants you to honor him with your wealth. Amen. With your first fruits. In other words, what I'm saying is God says, yeah, you can rely on me, you can trust me, but the way you show that is by your giving to me. By giving me, amen, out of what I've already given you in the first place. Why? Because money traces back to your heart. And so, in other words, what God is saying, I want all of you. If you want to have a deeper relationship with me, you have to show me. How much you love me. Come on, help me. See, the relationship is different, but yet it mirrors some of the closest relationships that we have here on earth. Amen. Yet, like in every relationship, there are boundaries. Amen. Now, uh, some of us have friends that we've you've never gotten to an argument with, right? You've been friends for years, amen, and you've never had... Uh, tension in that relationship. Some of you have relationships where you've had tension in the relationship, but that drew you closer, right? So in relationships, uh, God is saying the same way you have relationships with friends, it's the same way I want the relationship to be with me. Are you with me? So here's the thing. Don't just call me when you broke. Come on, somebody. Amen. Don't come pleading at the altar when you lo- when you've lost everything. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't just come fasting and praying because things are so bad in your life. But before that, you weren't thinking about me. Come on, help me, somebody. Amen. God says, I want from you a relationship. And what I want from you this year is I want to go deeper in the relationship. How many want to go deeper? And so with the Lord, I'm not sure... If we really understand, but the nature of God, but God is loving. God is patient. God is merciful. All right. Uh, And we see that in a lot of instances in the Bible. So you take Job's wife, for instance. (laughs) Job's wife enjoyed the blessings of God. But when life got tough, oh, come on, help me somebody. When life got rough, when things start falling apart, rather than encourage her man, she said, man, why don't you just curse God and die? Now, now, 
Job's response to her was like, uh, hold on a minute. Do we just enjoy the good things from God and not the bad? You, you getting it? And I, I believe that sometimes our relationship with God is one-sided. Watch this. We're the only ones receiving. Lord have mercy. People say, oh, I pray every day. When I wake up, I say, God, thank you for waking me up. And I pray. But I'm talking about devotion. I'm talking about going deeper. Now, the proverb writer, which is Solomon, is writing, check this out, catch the context, okay? You got to catch this. Some things are taught, some things you got to catch. Right? Watch this. He's writing to his young son. And he's giving him advice. Okay? He's giving him advice that would help him after he's gone. You with me? Here's the thing. The greatest thing that you can ever give your child is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That will last. Now, don't go straight to that passage. Train up a child. No, 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 no. Not necessarily. Okay? Not necessarily. Don't always have to go that way. They don't have to always leave the path. Are you with me? But, but the proverb writer here, he, he's advising him about how to trust God. What to pursue in life. What is really important in life. Okay? Yet he knows that his son like all kids, will not listen. <laughs> amen, amen. So even knowing that some will not listen, he still gives them the advice. Look at verse 1. He says, my son, <laughs> do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Watch it. Verse 2, he says, for length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Hold on a minute. I thought it was money that would make me have a peaceful life. I thought it was more opportunities that would cause me to have a peace. No, he says, my teaching, the teaching of the word of God, the understanding of the word of God, and the living of the word of God is what brings peace to your life. Young people, let me help you with something. Amen. It's not what you become in life. It's what you've been nurtured on in life. And if you put the Lord first, and if you apply his word to your life, you will have a very successful life. Are you following me? Proverb writer is saying, this is how you do it. Okay, but listen, listen. Yet he encourages him. He said, listen, let me tell you something. In chapter one, he says, son, let me tell you what's going to happen. In chapter one of Proverbs, he says, sinners will try to entice you. Okay, that's what he's going to tell him. That's what he told him in chapter one. Chapter one, this is what he said. He said, your boy's going to come along and they're going to say, come on, y'all. Let's go rob this liquor store. Let's go do this. Or let's put our monies together. Let's put one pot together and let's go do some things. That's chapter one. Chapter one is really cold if you read it. Chapter two now, he says, hey, if you pursue wisdom, it brings security. Proverbs 2.12 says, 
to deliver you from the way of evil and from the man who speaks perverse things. In other words, he's saying, son, if you take what I'm giving you and you apply it to your life, you will keep your way right. And guess what? You'll have some security in life. Amen. Even when things are falling apart, son, everything is going to be all right. Chapter three. Now he comes and he says, look, he says for length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. And yet as he shares the good news with him, amen, he, he still don't get it. You see, because when you're young, oh, I wish I had somebody. Let, let me back it up real quick. When you're young, I'm going to say it one more time. You think you know everything. Come on, help me somebody. Then you get to verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Son, lean not to your what? Mama don't know nothing. Daddy don't know nothing. They don't know what they're talking about. No, Daddy, you understand. We do it different. No, it's the same stuff. Y'all just say different stuff. You see what I'm saying? Back in the day, we say it was dope. Now y'all say it's lit. And y'all pass lit now. I don't know what y'all say now. Uh, You know, it's fire. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. You know, but it's the same thing. Y'all just retagging it. Stuff don't change. I'm going to say one more time. We say it's psychedelic. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going way back for some of you. You understand what I'm saying? You know, nowadays it's something totally different, but it means the same thing. It, back in the day, we said it was fresh. You understand what I'm saying? Dougie fresh. You know what I mean? But nowadays, you know, y'all say different things. Now, check this out. But he said, no, this, it's the same thing. Your own understanding is your own understanding. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. If you want to live, I'm almost done. If you want to live according to your own understanding, son, you're setting yourself up now to be corrected. Are you with me? Now, you keep reading, which I've already done. It says, uh, in all your ways, what? Acknowledge him and he will what? Make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, son. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be what? Healing to your what? Body and refreshment to your bone. Honor the Lord from what? From your wealth. And from the first of all your produce, so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your... See, we like that part of the verse. (laughs) But can I tell you something? We come to a point where in every relationship, this is what I call a deal breaker. You know what I call it? Correction. The Bible calls it discipline. You ain't my daddy. But I'm your stepdad. You ain't my daddy. (laughs) I'm your husband. You ain't my daddy. We come to a point, y'all, y'all with me? Y'all with me for real? In every relationship where (laughs) if you are corrected, Man, golly, that's the deal breaker. Man, you can't tell me what to do. You don't even do it yourself. (laughs) 
Every relationship has it. Now, we all want the blessings of God. But for some reason, we don't want no discipline from the Lord. I'm going to say it one more time. We want favor from God. But we don't want correction from God. Deliver me, Lord. We want our barns to be filled with plenty. We want our vats to overflow with new wine. See, and this is exactly why so many of us walk away from him. Because our motives are not aligned with his. So today, if we're going to explore how to deepen our relationship. Or strengthen your relationship. We have to look at it. So so let's look at it. He says, my son. I've been dealing with that my son stuff. And so I believe the first thing is. Here it is. <sighs> Some of us. Mm, mm. You don't tell me nothing. Yeah, I'm grown. God is going to discipline you for the rest of your life. Now, I'm going to explain to you what discipline looks like from the Lord and what discipline looks like from people. You see, we don't discipline to destroy, to discourage. We discipline to train. See, the relationship, no matter how old we get with God, is father-child. Let me say it one more time. You and I will never become so great where in God's eyes, you're not a child. I'm a son of the son. How many of you are sons and daughters of God? And can I help you with something? If you ever get to that point in your journey where you feel like you no longer want to be a son, what y'all tell your kids? You better leave. <laughs> You better get your own place. You better go on out there and get your own. Because if you live under this roof, come on, help me somebody. Amen. You got to follow the what? The rules. So why is it different with God? For some reason, the God we imagine can't tell us what to do. He cannot, dis- he cannot encourage. Watch this. He cannot discipline us. And when he does, we fall away from him. Why do you think the church is so empty today? Folk blaming God for stuff that they did. We all need, can I tell you something? We all need discipline. If we're going to change, we need discipline. Pride makes us believe that we're not, that we're past discipline. I'm not sure, but I'm not, watch this. If I'm not going to grow, then I'm going to stay the same. And when I become so grown where nobody can tell me anything. And let me tell you how God disciplines. He disciplines through people. He will use just like he used your mama. Come on somebody. Just like he used your daddy. Our heavenly father. Watch this. He steps in. Watch this. And when we get grown now. I'm talking about when we leave home. When we're at home, we're under what I call parental discipline. God uses your mama and daddy 
to what? To discipline you. Now, now I want to say, I'm going to get into that in a minute, but watch this, watch this. When you leave home, he has another way of disciplining. The police, the judge, the jailer, the parole officer, <laughs> the monitor on your leg. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? When you go to a restaurant, that's why there's a manager. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you understand? He uses people in authority to keep us in line because he knows that we, even though we're saved, we still have a sin nature. Come on, y'all. We know we want to break the rules all the time. Come on. Come on, help me, somebody. We know we want to break the rules all the time. And if it had not been for somebody having some authority over you, guess what? You wouldn't be here today. You'd be sitting in somebody's jail. Come on, somebody. You'd be dead or somewhere where you ain't supposed to be. But thank God. That God used somebody to discipline you and I. Can I help you with something? If you get to the point where you do not want to be corrected, you are in a danger zone. Are you with me? Sin will always bring discipline. But it will also bring growth. Are you with me? And as you grow, saints... God says, if you want a deeper relationship with me, don't just want the good side of this thing. Sometimes he has to allow you to have some bad days so that you can appreciate the good days. Come on, somebody. Sometimes he has to cause you to have some lack so that you can love him a little bit more. Sometimes he has to allow you to have some difficulties in your relationships because you've made those earthly relationships more important than the one you have with him. Oh, come on and say amen. So we should never think we're too old for discipline. Here's what he says next. He says, my son, now I find it very interesting that he says, do not reject what? The discipline of the Lord. Now, the word discipline simply means correction. Okay? But he says, don't reject it. In other words, he's saying, don't cast it off for you. Don't reject it. Oh, when you're being disciplined, he says, I'll give you my next point, and, and it may sound crazy, but we should welcome his discipline because of who it's coming from. But see, when you're upset, you ain't thinking about none of that. Matter of fact, you get angry at the person doing the discipline. His discipline, watch this, will lead you to a right path. I wish kids would get this. When your mama is disciplining you or correcting you, they're not doing it because they hate you. They're doing it. You, you, you ever got them beatings? Huh? Notice I said beatings. I didn't say <laughs> discipline. I said, I'm only doing this because I... I wish they would have taught him about discretion. <laughs> you know, and then what to use to discipline. You don't always have to use the belt. You understand what I'm saying? And time out don't work with colored children, but I'm just saying, uh, what we have to understand is that, uh, 
reason I say welcome it, it's hard to welcome discipline if you're immature. But I'm talking to you adults. And here's what I'm talking to you adults about. Because sometimes you catch an attitude because things ain't going the way you want it to go. Listen, if your idea of God is always without discipline and only blessing, then you'll be only disappointed. Yes, God is a wonderful God. And he has a wonderful plan for your life. But it includes discipline. Watch this. To deal with the devil, you got to be disciplined. Come on, somebody. So watch this. Sometimes he has to allow the devil to unleash his wrath upon your life so that you can get back on track to where he wants you to go. Okay? But guess what? The devil can't destroy you. He can only mess with you. (laughs) All right? And so if we can get that... We will understand, Lord, I understand. I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to get mad. Come on, some of those people that you thought was for you, that wasn't for you, God turned their hearts against you. Because you know why? Because God knew what was going to come next. And what you thought was good for you, God says, I got them out. When you welcome it, you're saying, God, I understand. I'm talking about grown folk here. Watch this. God, I thank you that I I could have ruined my life. Listen, I thank God that when I got my heart attack, he did it for me. I'm going to say it again. He did it for me. When he gave me diabetes, he did it for me. Why? Because I take better care of myself now than I did back then. Do I have anybody? I don't think that anything that the devil throws at you, if you look at Romans 8.28, it says God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So what I want us to do or learn to do is say, God, not my will, but your will be done. God, I welcome whatever you allow, I accept. I know it sounds crazy to welcome discipline. Watch this. Imagine this. Imagine if you get into the mindset that I will welcome discipline. Can you imagine that the discipline will be lighter? Because you already know that God is doing it for what? For your good. Are you with me? Here's the thing what happens to people. They develop grudges against God. My child died. My mama died. My husband died. My wife died. Uh, This went wrong. This person got in a car accident. You blame God for stuff he ain't got nothing to do with. And so you got to know the difference between discipline and correction and punishment. Okay, I'll get to that in a minute. Look what he says next. He says, he says, don't reject it. The discipline of the Lord. Notice who's disciplining God. Or loath. Now that word loath means to be disgusted. To detest it. To be sick of. Anybody sick and tired of being sick and tired of some things? You with me? He says, listen. He says, he says, don't loathe his what? Reproof. Notice the difference. One is discipline. Lord have mercy. One is what? Chastening. Discipline leads you on the right path. Are you with me? It leads you off the wrong path. And puts you on the what? On the right path. Now, notice the difference. He says, or loathe or detest. I don't know which one is which one is worse because one makes you sick, the other one makes you run. Look what he says. He says, or loathe the what? The rebuke. Alright? And so I believe the next thing is 
we should not become bitter because of his discipline. That's what happens, saints. Sometimes we're being disciplined by the Lord. Now you got to know the difference now. All right, can I tell you something? The discipline of the Lord leads you to growth. The discipline of the Lord does not lead to death. The discipline of the world leads to death. The discipline of the Lord leads to life. Come on, somebody. The discipline of the Lord leads to a a righteous path, okay? Watch this, watch this. You and I can develop a bad attitude about correction. A bad attitude about correction. Lord, nobody say amen. A bitter heart and a bitter heart because we feel like God is picking on me. We can despise the one who's doing the discipline. But when we direct our anger towards the one disciplining, then we're saying, I don't want correction. We're saying that you're wrong. You're always wrong. You're never right. But I thank God that he's intimately acquainted with me. I thank God that, yes, you know what? Uh, Sometimes we can think that everything is right with us. Come on, somebody. Some of you try to convince your wife or your husband of that, and you did wrong. Oh, Lord. Why do you think you always arguing about who's right and who's wrong? The reason you're arguing about who's right and who's wrong, because both of you think, oh, come on and say, man. Well, y'all, and watch this. And I say this to my wife all the time. I said, if you think you're right, and I think I'm right. We ain't getting nowhere. So somebody has to stop and say, okay, what is really going on? And what I always say is, I got to look at me first before I come after you. Lord have mercy. God knows you and I. And what he's saying is, from today on, stop developing an attitude. About your correction. I'm correcting you because I know you. Number one. Number two, I love you. Watch this. The text says, for whom the Lord, what? Loves. Hey. He what? He reproves. Remember, one is discipline. And one is what? Rebuke. One is discipline. And one is rebuke. Here's the thing. The next thing we should do, remember, is this. We should do this. We should remember his discipline is proof. Let me, let me say this to somebody. I know, I, I know some people, man, they don't say nothing. They can, their kids could come to church and run through this church like the Tasmanian devil. I mean, and tear up everything. And they, oh, baby, sit down. Baby, sit down. But, oh, sit down. Sit down. Let me take you to the bathroom. Let me talk to you. Okay, and they come right back in here and do the same thing over and over again. The Bible says that if you love your child, you will discipline your child. I'm going to say it one more time. The proof that God loves you. You went through that divorce. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Because God knew something that you didn't know. Oh, come on, help me, somebody. Listen, let me, let me help you with something. He loved you so much that he rescued you from some things that you thought that you wanted to hold on to. 
There's some things that you were holding on to that God says, I had to remove it. I know it hurt you for me to remove it because you were so attached to it. But I love you. And love does that. Love tells on that person. Come on, somebody. Love tells the truth to that person. But the proof. You know, I love my kids, man. I love, I love my kids. I never thought I'd love them like that. But I love them. Because I never thought I could love like that. I wish I had somebody. But I love them. I really, you know, you don't get a book on how to love, okay? But when you have never received love, you don't know how to love. You don't really know how to love, okay? But here's the thing. I love my kids so much, okay, that I refuse, saints. I'm going to say it one more time. I refuse to sit back and watch them ruin their lives and not intervene, okay? Now, listen. Let, let me just say this to you, okay? It's not I'm meddling your business because you older now. No, if I see you going the wrong way, come on, somebody. I'm going to come and tell you something. Now, here's the thing. If you don't like what I say, I'm going to take it to the Lord in prayer. And what I know about God, what I've seen in parenting, God will step in. Parents, you say you love them, you got to get up in their face every now and then. You got to tell them, watch this, because if you don't tell them, it's a proof you don't love them. Because who you love, you discipline. Same contrast, same contrast between a father and a child, a a wife, a mother and a child, and the Lord and us. If God didn't love us, look outside, y'all. You can tell. Now, God so loved the world. Huh? That he gave his what? He gave us evidence that he loves the world. But those who he does not. I don't even think God doesn't love anybody. And even the ones who don't love him. That that has given over to their own devices. Even in that he shows his love. You know what he does? Oh, yeah. Thank you, babe. Thank you. Amen. He did it for me, too. Because when I had lost my mind, when I didn't want nothing to do with him, watch this, his love was keeping me. So God's love doesn't just stop there. But watch this. But if you invite his discipline, if you welcome his discipline, if you don't get bitter because you're being disciplined, Lord, I don't understand why this is happening to me. People always trip when they get sick. Moment they get sick. Why me? Why me, Lord? Uh, and then we start listing all the good things we did. Did I not serve you? Did I not live for you? God said, So you want a prize for living right? Lord have mercy. You want to be rewarded for living righteously and benefiting from it? No. He says, Listen, 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 listen. He said, I want to say, if the Lord ain't fooling with you, you're in problem. You got problems. I'm going to say one more time. If the Lord ain't fooling with you, you got problems. I see parents all the time. And, and, and listen, 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 listen. If we don't discipline our children, it's a clip. Parents, you, you got to get the rod. The rod of correction and the staff of love. Wish I had you. And when we discipline, we discipline in love. How do you think God disciplines us? 
Some of the stuff you let me let me break it down to you. Some of the stuff you done got away with, that was love. You know that stuff with bootleg, but listen, God said, I'll I'll let you make it. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. You you knew you you knew you wasn't really living right, but guess what? I kept on blessing you. You thought you got away with it, but I just looked the other way because I love you. So, so, so we should, what, what was that point? Yeah, it's proof. But watch this. He says, even as a what? Now he uses a contrast so that we can get it. I got a minute left. He uses it so that you get it. Because sometimes we don't know whether it's the devil or whether it's discipline. But the crazy thing is he uses Satan because he likes that stuff. Look what he did to Job. Here's what I want to say to you. All discipline at the moment seems unreasonable. But when you know the one who's disciplining you, you're not going to get angry. You're not going to get upset. And you got to remember this, okay? Got to remember this. All right? I got to share this with you. Watch this. You should remember this. makes us better. I think I'd still be smoking today if he didn't discipline me. I promise you. I told my told my kids yesterday I said if he didn't save me I ain't going to tell you what I told FBI is probably looking for me right now. Okay? Because I'm cold with that computer. Okay? I thank God for saving me and disciplining me. I don't want every day with God to be just... No, okay, God. I take mine, man. I tell me like, gosh, dog. and I know I'd be wrong too. I'd be like, gosh, dog. I thought I got away with that one. <laughs> Listen. Now, when your mama discipline you, it makes you mad, but you're not disrespect them. That's why he's using the contract. Look at the text. It's in the text. Why did he say, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights? He ain't mad at the son. He loves him. But you ain't, but, but it's amazing how so many people take the discipline of the Lord. Why is he still? Why do we do that? Unless you're totally bitter or take, watch this, or take the discipline of the Lord as punishment, there's a difference. Watch this. 
Discipline, reproof, and correction makes you a better person. Right. Okay, let me say it one more time. Discipline, reproof, and correction makes you a better person. Punishment now makes you do what you're doing, but do it more. Lord have mercy. Y'all missed that. Went over your head right there. See, when you're punished, you develop an attitude. You get mad. You get, and you retaliate. But with discipline now, you know, oh, you know what? Daddy's told me that. And he told me that because he loved me. Okay, Dad, I got it. Cool. You follow what I'm saying? Punishment now <laughs> makes you like rebel. Makes you want to bite back. Come on, somebody. And guess what? When you bite back, it shortens your life. Because then he gives you over to Satan for what? For discipline. And then you go out there and act a fool. Discipline makes you victorious. It doesn't make you a victim of abuse. (laughs) Calling the people. Now, I'm not begging for it, but Lord, when you do discipline me, help me to recognize that who you love, you discipline. As a young boy in school and he had messed up, uh, (laughs) he was at the lunch table and this bigger boy came over and took his piece of fried chicken. He's a bigger fella, so they got into a fight over a piece of chicken. Fried chicken at that. You don't take my fried chicken. So they had to call his father from his job. Now the father worked by the hour, so it meant that he had to punch out and come see why the preacher kid had gotten kicked out of school. He went to the school and came to the principal's office. He said, I'll never forget his father's face as he listened to the story of how he came to get in trouble. And then he said, I'll never forget my father's response. He told the principal, sir, you will never, ever, ever, ever have to worry about my son ever, ever being suspended from school ever again. He said, as we walked out, his father said to him, do you know how much this visit cost me? I'm going to take the payment out on you. Even though he was disciplined, his father still fed him. Come on, help me somebody. His father still clothed him. His father still kept the roof over his head. Even though his father whooped him, (laughs) even though his father irritated him, he was still his daddy. When God disciplines you, come on somebody, he's still going to clothe you. He's still going to keep a roof over your head. He's still going to wake you up every morning because like your earthly daddy, he did it for your good. Do I have a witness here?
that whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all.